This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, along with Aaron Renning here in Sports Better's Paradise, talking some college football uh, this week. And, um, well, I mean, uh, you tell me, ER, some of your observations. I, I, I've got plenty, but, I mean, um, I'm still just so mad about uh, Arkansas. Um, I had some two and a half, but I had some one and a half also. So that was a, a tough one. They they should have won, and uh, A&M continues to struggle on the offensive end. But other observations uh, this past week in college football. Oh, I don't know, Jimmy. You tell me what you want to talk about. But, you know, obviously uh, uh, with that Arkansas-Texas uh, A&M game, and, you know, what's so frustrating about that is, you know, over the last, you know, really year, maybe two years, Arkansas has won those games. Uh, they've been the better coach team. They've been able to make the plays at the uh, end. And Texas A&M is really not that team. They're the one that, you know, just can't live up to their talent, makes the mistake. So that was just a weird Jekyll and Hyde game where, you know, generally uh, Arkansas was able to win those type of games. So, um, but no, I mean, obviously, you know, probably the biggest thing, Jimmy, is, um, you know, conference play. Uh, starting, you know, we had, thank God, uh, you know, yeah, non-conference, you know, a lot of blowouts, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, just different type of matchups. You never knew exactly what a team was going to show or what they were focused uh, on, but yeah, so we, it, it's just a little bit different animal as far as sides uh, and totals. Obviously, um, you know, for the most part, you know, these these conference teams are a little bit more on equal footing. Uh, so you don't have those, uh, you know, those big points. Oh, the, the rental wins are a joke, man. Until they mandate uh, what teams, you know, the bigger programs have to do it. I mean, and you got the rental wins like what happened in Baton Rouge or New Mexico. They get their check, and <laughs> I mean, they just run the ball. They're not even. Like, let's get in, get out. Two and a half hour game. They had two first downs. They're not it, even it's, trying. I mean, yeah, it, it, it seems like teams have more and more kind of done. Uh, that in situations like that, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I looked at it. New Mexico averaged like 41 seconds per play, uh, which is, you know, a team just essentially playing four quarter, uh, four corners and stall. You know, hey, New Mexico's got to wheel back. They got to ro- go on the road here to UNLV uh, on Friday night. But yeah, it, it's you know, for for season ticket holders and people who who pay and support the programs, it's, it's tough. Jeff Collins uh, is gone. My under three and a half on Georgia Tech looks good. I in our previews, I said this is a roster and a schedule yeah. that is a recipe uh, for firing. I'm still listen. Forget about uh, Lane Kiffin going back to all these chunk play. They're a running team. I mean, it's just just what they are. I mean, he is adjusted. Say what you want. Uh, he's running dart almost as much as he's throwing him. 
Uh, but they are run, 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 and that's an interesting one against Kentucky this week. Uh, damn it, Matt Eumann's got me this on this one and head-to-head, but damn, if Richardson throws for 453, <laughs> i got to tip my hat. I mean, son of a gun, man. I mean, whoever saw that guy throwing like that? But I tell you, a guy who can throw, and forget the dual threat uh, label that a lot of people throw out there for running quarterbacks, this kid for Kansas can run it, yeah. and he can throw it. Uh, Jalen Daniels is really, really good. There's no uh, – no, no, no kidding on that one. It's not just a little Cinderella story, man. He is really, really good. Kind, uh, of, a, kind of a Cinderella story, what we're seeing with Liberty right now. He right. had a guy like Malik Willis who could kind of carry a team. Yeah. And now we see them come back to the pack considerably. Um, the, the, the quarterback is one of the big reasons that, you know, that they're exceeding expectations so much. Yeah, Kansas is an interesting team to talk about. I actually had a bit on them. And, you know, money went against them. Uh, in the marketplace, that that line was eight, went down to seven uh, last week. I mean, the numbers are just you know incredible uh, for Kansas uh, and Daniels from that offensive perspective, and you know watching them, they're just so efficient. Uh, obviously, you know you 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 put a well coached team, a well coordinated offense, and you give them a talented quarterback, and interesting things uh, will definitely happen. Now, you know it's going to get tougher um, a matchup against Iowa State. Uh, you know, certainly a capable defense. I'm interested. I did not bet uh, this week's uh, game with Kansas. I actually made a little bit higher uh, with Iowa State, but I know some guys, you know, just going to keep betting Kansas until they get a losing ticket anyway. Any emotional spots are a real deal. It's one of our biggest uh, angles in uh, handicapping college football. You see that with Tulane trying to find uh, follow up. Willie Fritch's first win against a Power 5 team and losing at home to Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Southern Miss has moved improved team, 20 more scholarships than they had last year. I get that. Uh, but Kentucky looking ahead a little bit to Ole Miss. They were flat against Northern Illinois. Um, Kansas State, uh, the the game that they were looking to pass Tulane to, they take care of business again <laughs> against Oklahoma. I mean, routinely uh, winning uh, in Norman, never allowing, you know, constantly. There, there's a, a team where, okay, they got within one score. No, don't sit on the ball and play field position. Finish it off. They uh, Twice they scored in the fourth quarter to uh, to – prevent Oklahoma from getting the ball in a one-possession game. So, um, And uh, Washington followed up. Uh, they did follow up a good win uh, over Michigan State. And Michigan State, this just in, they may be bad. It may be Michigan State overpaid Mel Tucker. It helps to have Jimmy uh, Jimmy Sexton as your agent. Yeah. Uh, that was the one mistake I had Minnesota circle. I'm you know more of a Big Ten guy. Had a big bet on Washington, um, you know, the week before against Michigan State. I thought actually, uh, you know, this was ma- I was kind of playing it patient, and you know, I thought Maryland this week was a great bet against Michigan State. I'm kind of waiting for the status here of uh, quarterback yeah. uh, and wide receiver for Maryland, but I, I, that secondary for Michigan State was bad last year. It might be worse uh, this year. It is, uh, it is bad. Minnesota did whatever they wanted to. Uh, through the air and you know Washington will find out a little bit more about them uh, this week against UCLA I mean you know they're able to beat some teams that you know are a little bit down but you know a tougher test Um, you know I I made the the game a little bit less than got bet up to three and a half but you know I really like this Washington team as well Uh, Minnesota 34-7 maybe in the final you can't beat a team any worse than they beat them it was all, all but a tap out uh, by Michigan State, uh, they are not that good, and the quarterbacks having all kinds of problems without Walker taking a lot of pressure off of him. I'm on Maryland. I was impressed how Maryland um, they competed up front. 
Oh, oh I yeah. They, I, I, bet, I, I took 17 uh, with them last week. I almost used it uh, for the show last week. But Maryland's for real. I mean, they got talent, skill possession talent that, you know, can can play with the, with the Michigan, you know, a little bit down. But, you know, they can play more than some of the other programs uh, in the Big Ten with Michigan, uh, you know, Ohio State for that matter, but certainly Penn State. Um, you know, they've done a really good job with recruiting. And, you know, they got – they're explosive and they can do some things offensively. Yeah, I knew the quarterback and the three receivers were legit. I, I thought they would um, – and you know, they're, they're a little bit better uh, up front. Yeah, I mean, they good. were getting a little push uh, in the interior line. Let's get to your picks and let's get a total. First of all, how about the Blue Raiders? I mean, what did – they have like four touchdown passes over 75 yards. Uh, it was unbelievable against Miami. Myro Cristobal at it again, <clears throat> trying to uh, get as little as he can out of a roster. Texas, and he's even killing Van Dyke there. And Texas San Antonio, looking at this total, it's at 63 ER. Yeah, I think there's uh, this is a good bet over the total, Jimmy. I mean, you know, Middle Tennessee State. Um, Hard to believe a team that looked like they did in week one against James Madison came and went into Miami uh, and won last week. I mean, they, they looked like one of the more pathetic teams in college football that first week. Couldn't do anything right offensively uh, or defensively. Now they brought in a new offensive coordinator, uh, and you could see uh, that deep passing game shine uh, last week against Miami. They got a capable quarterback here. Um with uh, running the things. I, I thought, you know, physically uh, he's impressive. He's got some playmakers to work with. So it was just kind of a matter of time before this offense uh, was able to click, but we've been able to see that now uh, the last couple of weeks. Big thing here uh, with uh, UTSA, uh, coming into the season, I thought their pass defense and, and you know, their defense overall uh, was going to be kind of the sketchy thing to look for. Holgerson obviously didn't notice that. Week one, it was kind of weird uh, matched up against Houston because, you know, the, the Cougars were happy to kind of run the football, did not try to get the passing game whatsoever. Week two, Jimmy, Army figured that out. Army came out passing the football yes. all over the field, a team that never throws the ball. But they knew that there was weakness uh, in that secondary uh, for the roadrunners here. And, you know, they kind of went up and down the field. Uh, in the first half uh, of that game. And then, of course, uh, San Antonio against Texas, uh, that defense was absolutely gassed, and, and they could not stop anything uh, in that second half against the Longhorns. So uh, this defense is kind of up against it. This is a, a strong matchup uh, for this MTSU passing attack um, I, I like here. So the points should be able to come there. And Obviously, this offense more than the Cape Bowl with Harris running the show here. Uh, a quarterback at every turn so far that offense has been good if anything they left poly points uh, on the field so far but they can run it uh, they can throw it so I, I think we get a lot of points uh, in this right. matchup on, on Friday night all right and uh, I was uh, one ahead uh, 71 69 and 98 yard touchdown passes uh, for Middle Tennessee State uh, against uh, Miami and um, wasn't Van Dyke pulled in that game uh, ER? yeah he was mm -hmm. yeah and so, um, my goodness. It, it, it was funny because Van Dyke had, had talked about, um, you know, how this offense doesn't suit him. He was he was better kind of in the spread, the hurry up that they were doing. I mean, quite honestly, if you've read his quotes throughout the year, he sounds like a quarterback with one foot out the door uh, might be might be happening. 
All right, uh, let's look at another total. And uh, again, uh, SMU was in a shootout. They went over the total very late uh, in that game uh, against uh, TCU. Uh, Central Florida, and, you know, I, I thought it was going to be a match made in heaven with a running quarterback, an explosive running quarterback like John Reese Plumley and uh, Gus Malzahn. He's certainly familiar with him, coached against him every year in the SEC. Uh, but he is just not being able to throw the ball at yeah. all. Well, we'll see about this one. A little bit of a, um, a the, the the Metroplex rivalry last week, SMU trying to follow that one up. You're looking at the total here, 64 ER. Yeah, I mean, SMU so far has been, you know, somewhat of a, you know, a dead over team for the most part that really hasn't gotten over uh, the total in some of these matchups. Uh, they went up and down the field in that first matchup against North Texas. North Texas uh, couldn't duplicate that performance from an efficiency standpoint, a game that just kind of died uh, in the second half. SMU against Maryland, um, you know, was another game where they just went up and down the field, but it was mistakes uh, in the red zone that really kept the scoreboard lower uh, than maybe maybe it should have been. And obviously uh, last week against TCU, it was kind of the same thing, up and down the field. TCU is a little bit different as far as, you know, they were – you know, they wanted to run the ball and kind of kill some clock at the same time. I think that TCU defense a little bit better uh, than maybe people are going to give them uh, credit for. So, you know, this is still kind of a dead over team for the most part uh, with SMU. Now, you know, what what we uh, exactly get here uh, with Central Florida, you know, interesting in watching their games. I tell you what, I've not done that great over the years with Melzahn uh, games over the total. And, you know, I think the biggest thing uh, with them is it, it kind of depends how you feel and where you put SMU's defense uh, because Central Florida, that game against FAU, uh, they went up and down uh, the field for the most part. Against lesser defenses, you could definitely see that this offense is going to be fine when teams just can't load the box uh, and get away with loading the box and have them beat them in the passing game. Uh, they can be overwhelmed a little bit. So probably in the middle of the pack, whether SMU uh, can kind of do that. But again, you know, Central Florida and watching their games, even that game against FAU, you know, there's just a lot of points were, were kind of left out on the field. Both teams kind of turned the ball over, I think, inside the five-yard line uh, at a time in the first half of that game, even last week against Georgia Tech. And, you know, hey, Georgia Tech comes back and just been inept on offense uh, so far. Fires their head coach. Uh, after the game, and, and again, there was certainly more yards and points uh, in that matchup as well. You know, against Louisville, both teams kind of went up and down the field. So, you know, at some point, Central Florida's got to turn those uh, those yards into points. Think they can do that this week against SMU. Well, one thing, if you look at their yards per game between Central Florida and SMU, uh, you have a point because their average, or combining, averaging for close to right at a thousand yards yeah, uh, which, a game. So. Would, would certainly put that over the total here. I mean, that you know, a uh, thousand yards certainly puts puts generally should put it in the totals in the in the seventies. And uh, but I was a little bit nervous on that uh, that Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech had the lead uh, at mm. one point uh, in the third quarter. But uh, make no mistake, uh, Nick Saban can't take that roster with that schedule and get to a winning record uh, this year in Atlanta. So Jeff Collins had no shot at surviving that uh, this year. All right, let's go to uh, Thursday night. Uh, so a little extra rest here for Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech uh, beating uh, 
pretty good uh, at home by West Virginia as West Virginia pulls away in the second half. Now they go to uh, Chapel Hill to take on uh, North Carolina. North Carolina jumped out to a 7-0 lead against Notre Dame and then showed very little resistance defensively uh, against the Irish, who hasn't exactly been lighting up the scoreboard uh, offensively. North Carolina 9 at home, the ACC Network game, 330 Eastern kick. Uh, yeah, and, you know, obviously with Virginia Tech, it's going to be kind of a, a team that's going to, you know, hopefully improve uh, moving forward this year. Uh, probably comes over to take uh, over this um, uh, this franchise or this school, uh, the former defensive coordinator here for, for Penn State. So they've been kind of a dead-over team trying to win games with defense uh, last week, you know, not, not a great matchup. Did not that look that good against West Virginia? As you mentioned, a little extra time to get ready uh, for this game. They did get beat by Old Dominion as well. Probably won that game uh, in the box score. And obviously, BC's had their issues as well. They were able to look pretty good and win that game. But for me, Jimmy, this is more uh, a bet against uh, North Carolina. Uh, I mean, that defense, uh, I mean, one of the worst defensive teams in the country right now for Notre Dame. Uh, to go up and down the field. You could see kind of the dissension on the sidelines uh, for North Carolina. They just didn't have any uh, type of answers. This has been uh, one of the worst defensive teams in the country. We saw Appalachian State go up and down uh, the field yeah. uh, on them as well. So, you know, again, I just do, I don't trust this team laying points uh, right now where a Virginia Tech team could probably win this game at the line of scrimmage. Now, uh, also keep in mind, you know, the weather. Uh, probably going to be a factor uh, here as well. So, you know, I don't think North Carolina is going to be able to have that passing game go for them. And this is a game that uh, expects to uh, be one in the tre- uh, trenches, if you will. Again, it's it's going to be kind of a rain game. The total has gotten beaten down. So uh, when you can get points, almost double-digit points, that's always kind of worth uh, a look uh, as well. So, you know, the way I look at it, Jimmy, you know, you have a North Carolina team that's looked very soft, has not looked good on defense. This is a de- uh, game that's going to be won uh, in the trenches. I'm getting over a touchdown. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot here with the Hokies. Tar Heels defense gave up 35 oh. first downs in 576 yeah. yards to Notre Dame, who, I mean, just is not exactly lighting it up this year. Right. Playing Marshall and Cal uh, yeah. and, and some others. Limited with a backup quarterback, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Brent and, and, you know, that's, that's a huge game for North Carolina when Notre Dame comes to town uh, as well. So, kind of a little bit of a letdown for them this week as well. Uh, no no question. No question. And uh, that is a big deal, even uh, being on the rotation uh, in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Notre Dame comes to campus, it is a big deal. So, uh, ER's uh, picks this week uh, in reverse order. Virginia Tech plus nine. Uh, SMU, Central Florida over 64. Middle Tennessee State, UTSA over 63. Again, in college football this year, nine games over 557% for the season. For Aaron Redding, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.